Welcome to Ordinary People Doing Extraordinary Things. I'm your host, Carrie Drugan, and I will be showing you how average, everyday middle-class people are choosing to make positive changes in their life to accomplish what makes them happy. I hope these podcasts will allow you to feel a connection with people who are just like you and make you realize you can have the life you want. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Today on the show, we have Chris Littleton. How are you, Chris? I'm doing very fine. Good. And yourself? Excellent. Thank you. So tell us where you are from. I am from northeastern Pennsylvania, around the uh, Scranton-Wilkes-Barre area. Excellent. And people know Scranton from The Office. That's what I feel like everybody knows Scranton for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. Do you feel like the, that show is uh, similar to what it's like there or not really? Not at all. No. <laughs> not at all. Well, that's kind of like, well, I'm from New Jersey, and when the Jersey Shore came on, everybody thought, like, that's what we were like. We're like, no, that's just a show. That's only some people. It's very true. Okay. Yeah. So um, I brought you on um, because you wanted to talk about motovlogging. So tell us what that is first. Um, so motovlogging is basically uh, what what we do is... We make videos about our daily lives as motorcycle riders or bikers, however you would like to say it, um, and then we go ahead and put it on YouTube. But most of the time, we try to make uh, certain vlogs that uh, have a lot to do with our personal life uh, as well to get like people to know and understand us a little bit better. So with that... How do I want to word this? Um, we kind of just try and put our whole lives out on the internet and hope people like like us for who we are and they get a laugh out of, out of it. That's that's the way I go about it. I try to get someone to laugh at least once a day. Awesome. So now do you wear – so you're wearing like a GoPro on the helmet when you're riding? Yeah, I have a GoPro on the left side of my helmet with like a Bluetooth setup and everything. Does it come? With, does the GoPro come with the Bluetooth, or that's something you had to put together yourself? No, that's that's another thing I had to get. There's a lot that gets involved, and it gets very expensive. Hmm. Now, what type of bike do you ride? I know nothing about motorcycles, so tell <laughs> everyone what kind of bike do you ride. Uh, I ride a 2008 Kawasaki Ninja ZX6R, and it is a nice blue color. Um, and the name for it is Chromia. Oh, like how people name their cars? You name your motorcycles yeah, at the yeah. same thing? <laughs> Her name is Chromia. And, and where did that come from? Uh, that actually came from a Transformers movie. The one and only motorcycle that's in it is named Chromia. So, nice. I don't know. I guess I just like that. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Now, talk yeah. about, so before we get into the, the motovlogging stuff, how did you get into motorcycles? Like, what was your first experience with one, and how did you get into it, and why did you choose this type of motorcycle versus other things? Well, um, my ex-stepdad was a mechanic, and he always had motorcycles, and I was always uh, – I always loved to see when he pulled into the driveway with them or, like, if we, if me and my mom were in the car and he was riding by us uh, and he, he was doing wheelies and stuff, and it was just – it was always intriguing, and um, my grandparents never really allowed me to do dirt bikes, quads, uh, motorcycles or anything like that. I was only allowed to have like a jet ski, so only water-based vehicles I was able to do. Uh, so it kind of made my interest interest higher mm -hmm. and made me want it more. 
uh, because I couldn't have it. So when I turned 18, that's when I bought my first motorcycle. Um, and uh, in my room, I actually had a poster of a 2003 silver Ninja ZX-6R, which is basically five years older than what I have now. But that's basically what I wanted was that exact bike. But I ended up getting one that's five years newer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in so the end. You, so you got one at 18, and did you know how to ride it? I mean, how do you learn how to ride it? I had no clue how to ride it at all. Like, not nothing. I had no idea what I was doing. Not so, even close. <laughs> is it like when you drive a car? Like, you have to take, like, a class in it and practice? How that's, do you learn how that's to do That's what it? I did. Most okay. – uh, uh, some people – uh, either have a basic knowledge of it from when they're younger, if they rode a dirt bike or something like that. Right. But what I did, I went to my local community college, uh, LCC, and they had a free class. And it's two days in class and two days on the motorcycles. In the class, it's uh, two and a half hours each day. And there's a test at the end. As long as you pass the test, then you get to do the road course. And then the two days for the road course are six hours each. And you're on the bikes for like the whole six hours. You only take a break uh, every two. And from start to finish, they tell they basically teach you how to do absolutely everything. If you hadn't, if you didn't even know what a motorcycle was beforehand, mm-hmm. when you got done, you were at least an intermediate rider. In two days? That's how, yeah, that's how that's how well these people teach you how to ride a motorcycle. Well, that's pretty impressive. So after yeah. two days, you felt pretty confident with it. And this is the, yeah. the bike you have now is the bike you bought when you were eighteen, or no? The no, it's, okay. it's that's my second motorcycle. My first motorcycle was the same year, two thousand eight, and it was a black Ninja two fifty R. It's uh, about fifty uh, three hundred and fifty cc's smaller. So it's just like a putt around bike. It's basically mm-hmm. like a moped to look like a street bike. Mm, okay. So now, again, I know very little about motorcycles. So what's the difference? Like why the Kawasaki that you have versus like a Harley Davidson or um, another type? <laughs> like what? I'm not a car person. I'm not any of this. Because so Harley just... Davidson's are real bikes. <laughs> like what's That's the why. difference? Like, I mean, because yours is more about speed or like are there different reasons for buying different types of the vehicles? Uh, a lot of people say that um, when you're younger, you go more towards the sport bike. And mm-hmm. um, as a first bike, that's what I would preferred. Um, but I do like cruisers. I just don't like Harleys because there's such a huge, um, thing with them where it's like only old dudes ride them and all this other stuff. But if you also look at like all the technical stuff, uh, there's a lot of other different bikes that are just so much better in every category than they are. So that's why I'd never go with one of them. But, um, I do like cruisers. I like sport bikes, dual sports. There's a lot of different things out there. Um, but Kawasaki, kind of ended up being my favorite i don't know why i think i just i saw it one day and i was like that's what i want and then eventually i got to be around like 16 17 i was like how cool would it be if i did the youtube thing and i was like kawasaki chris and then that's what i ended up doing so now i'm kind of stuck with kawasaki (laughs) but i also like their product so it it doesn't bother me right i'm stuck with it Okay, so now let's get into the vlogging stuff. So you said you were in, you were thinking about this idea at sixteen or seventeen, and you're now what in your in your early twenties, right? I'm twenty one now. Okay, yeah. 
So you waited until you got it, and did you start vlogging the second you got your first bike at age 18, or no? When did you start doing that? Um, I actually sold the only way I could vlog to get that bike. Mm-hmm. I sold my Go- my GoPro to get that first bike, and I figured that was um, a sacrifice I would just have to make just to be able to ride a bike, because if I didn't get it then, I probably en- wouldn't have ended up riding. Mm-hmm. Um it was it, riding's really expensive, and I've managed to find that bike for only like a thousand dollars. And I fixed it up and uh, rode it for a full season, and then now I have the new one. And uh, but vlogging was kind of backstaged for for that, just to be able mm-hmm. to learn the motorcycling first until right. I can make the money to get the new camera. Right. So when you did your first vlogging video, what what was that like or what was your your thought process? Did you kind of have a direction that you wanted to go in with the vlog or you were kind of just, let me just put it on my helmet, let's just see what happens and let's go from there? Um, when, when I first got the helmet and mic set up, I kind of just went about my day just having it record at first and then I thought, you know what, maybe I should just talk and like um, – say something about my day or tell my my story to start mm-hmm. and that's that's what my first video actually is is um i just kind of give a description about who i am as a person as a motorcyclist uh what my channel what i'm trying to do with my channel what i'm trying to accomplish um where i'm going with it all Mm-hmm. So can you give us a brief synopsis of what that is since we, some of us haven't seen it yet? <laughs> ba- uh, basically, what I'm trying to do is just put myself out there on the internet, whether or not I have 150 subscribers or 150,000 subscribers. I want it to always be the same where all I'm trying to do is make someone's day, um, put out good content that people just like to watch and it it gives them something to do if they're bored um that they just enjoy me uh as me and uh um i also put up like i have road road rage videos and i have wheelie videos but i also have just regular vlogs where i'm just talking giving my opinion on things uh reviews of products stuff like that um and that's all i want my videos to be and i'm always going to try and respond to all of my subscribers like i i don't have that many right now mm-hmm. uh so i'm able to like reply to all of them like this one kid from florida contacted me and he's he's trying to f- trying to find his first bike and i'm uh helping him out and i'm even craigslisting his area to find bikes that are suitable in his price range just to help him and uh so that's just kind of what I'm doing that for is just to help other people maybe. I love that, Chris. I love it. Yeah. So what do you think about – so two things. Um, There's so many people, whether they're young or older, that say they want to do something, whether it's something like what you're doing, whether it's starting a business, whether they want to travel, whatever, and they're so scared because they're so afraid it's not good enough or they're afraid somebody will make fun of them. What made you – do this and what advice would you give to somebody that is feeling that way but really wants to put something out so i i my friends uh busted me for for a very long time the guys i ride with i have a very close ride group it's almost like having a second family Mm -hmm. and when i started doing the camera stuff they made fun of me for a while and eventually it grew on them and they started to like it. And now that they see themselves in videos, they think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And 
I've, I'm not gonna lie, I've I've had some issues in in middle school and high school when I was younger with bullies and stuff. You can't take what people say to your to to heart because there's other people who do like what you do, and then there's going to be people who hate what you do. Maybe it's because they're jealous. And just basically do what you want to do. And if you're afraid that um, people are going to make fun of you, who cares? It, your opinion is what matters, not theirs. Um, and if you're afraid that you're going to miss out on something else because you're not going to do what you love, um, right now I would drop absolutely Anything and everything, like I would get rid of my job currently if it meant I could move out to California and just ride all day every day. I would I would live in a tent if I could go out there right now. But um, I do like my area, but I, I do want to eventually move out to California. And as soon as I get the money, I'm going to try and move out there and just basically do what you want to do. People get caught up um, in life way too much and they end up uh, making money. And not using it for what they want, and they ended up end up dying and passing it on. Everyone should make their money and use it for what they want and what they love. Uh, like me, I I spend all of my money on my motorcycles because it's what I I want to do. I don't need money for nice clothing or for uh, jewelry or uh, video games or anything like that. I just use my money for my motorcycle because that's what I like to do and that's what I love to do. Mm. That is so good, Chris. So now when you say you want, first of all, I love California as well. I would love to move there someday as well because it's beautiful and warm <laughs> year yeah. round. Um, so like what is your, I mean, you're only 21. So you say you want to move out to California and work on the bike and that sort of thing. What's kind of the big picture, like the big dream that you want to make a reality in your future? What does that look like right now? Uh, what I want to eventually accomplish is have a, a big subscriber base on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, live in California where I can, cause I like to board too. So I like to snowboard and surf and wakeboard and all that stuff in California. You could do snowboarding and, uh, surfing in the same day, depending on where you live. Mm-hmm. So that's why I want to be out there. And eventually that's where I'd like to live my life. Maybe even come back to Pennsylvania once I get older to retire. But, um, I'm not money hungry. I'm not money driven. I'm not looking to become a super celebrity and make money off of other people. All I need is enough to get me by and to live off of. And just that's all, that's all I need. I'm, I'm looking for a simpler life where I'd rather travel the world and spend my money to like go to places like Fiji, uh, some like tropical places in Mexico, Hawaii, Japan. I'd love to see Japan. I'd, I'd I'd like to eventually have that kind of life where it's just like, look at that guy. He's got an eccentric life. He's got an amazing travel uh, history. Uh, he he's not tied down, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And so you think doing the vlogging will lead to an online business of some sort that will allow for that. Yeah, um, I actually see a lot of people. Uh, I'll name drop one guy that I I really like to watch. His name's TJ Hunt, and he does car vlogs with his Subaru BRZ. And he ended up actually starting a, his own clothing company um, called Hunt and Co. Mm-hmm. And like he's making money off of that. He he makes money off of YouTube through ads, and it's not a whole lot, um, but it's something, and it helps to push your ideas and your businesses further and to help you out 
it's 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 neat it's uh the internet opens up for a lot of different things and whether you're young or old i think it could help as long as you take the time to figure it out and do it properly like video editing could take me up to eight hours Mm -hmm. to just uh edit a video that's maybe 12 minutes long just to have the perfect combination in there that makes that draws people in and keeps them watching Mm. i'm sitting here shaking my head yes because i agree with everything you're saying and it's funny because I'm, you know, I'm 30 and I am all about the online stuff as well. And I don't know you being younger, how much you come in contact with this, but a lot of people, unless they're kind of in their twenties or maybe even teens do not get it. Anybody I would say 30 plus does not really understand that world. Um, yeah. and it's, I find it's, it's sometimes I, I won't talk about it because people just don't get it. So it's not worth it. Um, and other times when you, you're talking to people like yourself that get it, it's exciting because then you start talking about, oh, you can do these marketing tactics and do this and do that. Mm-hmm. How do you feel when you're talking to either a peer or an adult that doesn't really get it? How do you kind of deal with that and what do you say? Basically, I just try to help them understand it more and give them a good concept of it and try mm-hmm. to stay away from the negative aspects um, to hopefully get them if not more involved, just to like it, with YouTube to watch the videos to understand it. Um, sometimes I'll sh- like my mom. You know my mom. Mm-hmm. She, uh, she's pretty cool, laid back. She's just a little bit younger, and um, <clears throat> she. It, not to say she didn't really understand it at first, but she didn't understand how hard the process was of editing the videos. Right. And the one day she watched me and saw how long it took and how much effort I put into it and like how happy I was once it, I put it out there and it did well. And now she watches all of my videos. She she even got into watching other YouTubers and she's huge on YouTube, at least for watching, um, which that, that helps. Um, just one person could help add on mm-hmm. like um and then she can go out and show other people things then so her friends if they're they may be older they they might not understand it as well she could show them and show that uh they might be older so is she 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 knows how to do it why can't they do it mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think it's um yeah it's always a, a practice of trying to clarify yourself and finding ways to explain what you do in a way that makes sense to other people. Um, that's something yeah. I definitely find all the time. That's that's a challenge, and it's interesting when you kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, you see so many people that are becoming famous from YouTube or not even famous but just creating a business for themselves. You have online right. courses. You have online coaches. I mean, there's so many things that are available, which is fabulous now. So it's really good. Yeah, exactly. So now um, I know that you were thinking of going into the military for a while. Is that something that is still of interest to you or was it of interest because of the traveling component? Um, the traveling thing was a huge deal, but I always, uh, I've always loved my country and always wanted to serve my country. Mm-hmm. And I did join the Marine Corps um, not too long ago and went to recruit training and came back this January with a medical issue. And, um, I'm not able to go back for two years. And at that point, I don't know if I'm going to want to continue, but I I'll always support all my friends that I 
uh, went into training with and uh, were in, uh, we were in the pulley function together. I've, I, I talk to them on a daily basis, some of them still. And, uh, and I would love to go back if I could. I don't know if I'd still do the Marine Corps or not uh, just because of how difficult it, it is. But mm-hmm. um, I, I would love to go back. But for now, I'm just going to continue to do me. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it is so cool because um, for those that obviously don't know, um, I don't need, you're, you're technically my cousin now because you're my husband's cousin, but you're yeah. like, what, my second, third cousin? I don't really know how that whole process Yeah, I, I don't know how that process so All, all is, I know is we're cousins. Yeah, yeah. cousins. <laughs> so cousin is the easy part. And I've known it, you for, I've been with Joe for eight and a half years, and so I've known you since you were little. And yeah. I just want to say on a, a side note of all of this, you have always been a very caring person. And where do you you. think that comes from? And even just hearing you talk about, you know, I want to do this because I just want to help other people. You've always just genuinely be a really good kid and always want to help others. Where do you think that that comes from and where did you learn that from? Well, um, some from my mom, some from my grandmother, usually family kind of that hands hands it down to you. My grandfather always likes to help people. And um, but the thing, the real big picture was um, when I had people who bullied me in like middle school mm-hmm. um and i had other kids my age step in and say listen this isn't right you shouldn't be doing this blah 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 that kind of made me think well you know why why can't everyone be like that and uh care about other people like mm-hmm. uh, we, we all we all have to go through this life together why not do it easier and why make other people's lives more miserable it's always uh best to help other people um my group we've got a guy who he's like the leader of our group he has a body shop and um, like a full mechanics bay and everything we go over to his house if if anything breaks like my my fan on my radiator broke uh, the day it broke, we went over to his house to see what was wrong and try and fix it. And we, we couldn't, I had to order a part and I put it in now, but like he, he lets us use his garage whenever we need it. it like, um, the night that our buddy had that incident, mm-hmm. um, that night or the day after the morning after we brought the bike over, he started fixing the fairings on it, uh, figured out what he needed to order and how long it would take to put on it and uh, how much it would cost him. And he even helped him out on the price. And then um, one of our other guys had an extra bike, so he was able to use that the, uh, the next day. So he wouldn't be stuck without being able to ride. Mm-hmm. So we always want to share. We always want to make it easier for other people. We always want to help people. Um, one kid, we, we were in a big group ride and – this kid in a minivan, 16, 17 years old, had no clue what he was doing. He was all alone. His mom wasn't uh, with him, and his car broke down, and it was in the middle of the street just rolling down the hill. I pulled up. I, I put my bike uh, on the kickstand, and I ran up, and I grabbed his back bumper, and I helped push him off the side of the road just to at least get him off. I asked him if he needed AAA or anything, he had, and um, he told me he got on with his mom and someone was coming for him. So at least I h- helped him out with that. Um, so I just feel like on a daily, if you if you could at least help one person, that, that makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I, it's so funny because, um, I have a dance group and I, I teach adults and I teach kids and I mm-hmm. always feel like kids and I'm including you as, as a kid. Cause I would say anybody kind of 22 under, like anybody that could potentially be in school, college, that sort of thing. Oh, uh, one year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Probably, I don't know. Some people will say, even on 30, say I'm a kid and I still feel 16. So, you know, but yeah. I always feel like whether you're eight years old, 15 years old, 21, even 25, um, a lot of people will say, oh, like, you know, they're just a kid. They don't know anything. You know, they, they don't matter. Oh, they ride motorcycles. Oh, and people make these yeah. assumptions. And I cannot stand that because I just, I mean, just talking to you now, I haven't spoken to you in a long time and you are just mm-hmm. so smart and so caring and so genuine and so passionate Thank about you. what you do that it's, it's beautiful. And I, I think, again, that's the whole reason of this podcast is to show if you just take the time to talk to someone and get to know them and what makes them excited or who they are, just how impressive of a person most people around us truly are. And it's just, yeah. it, it's, it's neat to see that you've grown into such a wonderful person. Thank you. That's really good. Um, so I want to finish up first. Tell us where we can find your YouTube site. What is the website? Uh, so if you go to YouTube and you put in the search bar, Kawasaki, K-A-W-A-S-A-K-I, and then followed up no space, uh, K-R-I-S, you'll find my channel. Um, I also have a Instagram, which is actually more popular than my YouTube because of the photos I put up. I'm very, very good with photography and filtering and making, uh, really good looking photos. So my Instagram is the same as the YouTube, and so is my Facebook. Awesome. So it's Kawasaki Chris. Okay. And the last final question I have, I ask all my guests, what is one quote or mantra or word or saying that you try to live by every day? Uh, keeping it A1 and taking it easy. What does A1 mean? <laughs> so you know what bottles of A1 steak sauce are, right? Yeah. So that's that's like the best steak sauce you could get. It's A1. So... I kind of started saying, like, oh, that's A1. Like, that was an A1 wheelie. Like, really good. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's just kind of like it became my, my, like, little thing. And then taking it easy is whether or not you're getting yelled at for by some dude, some old dude, because you did one little wheelie and he didn't like it and he's going to try and call the cops on him. You tell him to take it easy. Or if your friend's uh, heading out for the night, leaving the pack, you tell him to take it easy. It could go either way, um, but it's just like a just like a little saying that I like to do. I like that. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chris, and uh, we will thank chat you for with having you soon. Me. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you want to learn more, you can visit Ordinary People Doing Extraordinary Things over on iTunes or SoundCloud. If you'd like to learn more about this episode, please visit emotiondancefit.com slash chris. If you've really liked the podcast, I would greatly appreciate your review over on iTunes. Remember, each of you is capable of achieving anything you want in life. And you, yes, you, have something truly special about you that deserves recognition. If you'd like to be featured on the podcast, send an email to Kerry, K-E-R-I, at EmotionDanceFit.com. Be confident. Be kind. Be happy.